The last parish I was at had a uh, fairly large uh, Catholic school, and the, uh, there are two campuses there at St. Pat's, and at the downtown campus, the uh, preschool was at the, at the downtown, and then the K through eight was over at the Crane Road campus, where there's a large school. But every now and then we stop down at the downtown and visit with the, uh, the preschoolers. And uh, one day I had the, the four-year-olds were in, uh, in church, and I was just doing a little lesson on uh, you know, the different elements in the church, the t altar and the tabernacle and, and uh, all the different parts. And at uh, one point I asked the, uh, the, the kids you know, a, a question, and one of the four-year-old boys re responded, and he was very articulate. It just kind of stunned me in a way, and, very, and also shared some really neat things about, uh, in light of the question about, uh, about the faith. And I, I was so impressed, I, I, I asked him, I, have, have you ever thought about becoming a priest someday? And he said, no, I, I want to be a dinosaur. <laughs> it wasn't what I was looking for there, but it was like, you know, he's a four-year-old, you know, so. But uh, I just share that little intro, because I, I want to reflect a little bit on, the, on the sac one of the sacraments of the church today, the sacrament of holy orders. Today is Priesthood Sunday. It's not something we commemorate very often, but it's an opportunity just to share a little bit on this sacrament. And really, it's, it's purpose for bringing life, life to the church and for nourishment and life. And uh, I'll have to say, as, as your pastor here, it's, it's really a great honor and privilege to be the priest here at St. Bridget's. And uh, I know for uh, Father Sean Grismer, who recently moved on to a new assignment, and, and Father John McNamara, when we were together, you know, this is very, very life-giving in their development as priests. And now for uh, Father Jack and for Father Aaron Downing. And uh, it's interesting, I, I was just chatting with them a little bit. And uh, I was already in my second assignment as a priest before uh, Father Jack and Father Aaron were even born. And they, they, <laughs> I'd like to remind me of that every now and then. But you know, every, uh, th this parish has uh, really been a blessing for the for the diocese, so we've uh, there's four young priests in our diocese who name St. Bridget's as their home parish, Father Colin Easton and Father John Bachlin. We have, uh, let's see, the uh, Father Bernie Sears, and we also have Father, uh, Father Bobby Blood. And we have a couple seminarians who are currently in the seminary who this is their home parish, Mike Wojnarski and Bailey Peterson. And we're, we're very fortunate to have uh, Jeff Filipski, who's a seminarian. He'll be coming out in a little bit for, for Holy Communion. So, uh, but this is a place where those who are in formation can, can uh, grow a great deal because of, of the ministry right here. And you know, I'll have to say that uh, every, every priest's journey to the priesthood is different. Just as for all of you, your faith journey is, is very unique. And so uh, just, just a little bit about my, my journey to the priesthood. Growing up in McHenry, Illinois, we, we always, my family, we always went to Mass every, every, every Sunday. And, uh, but I would say when I was in grade school and high school, I never once thought of being a priest. Never, never crossed my mind. No one ever came up to me and said, hey, did you ever think of becoming a priest? No one ever, no one ever brought that up to me. A key turning point for me in my, my faith walk was when I was probably about 19 and a half. You know, and I, I, I was going to Mass at that time in my life, but I would say my lifestyle was not reflective of someone who's very serious about his faith. And I would kind of describe when I was like 18, 19 years old, it was kind of my prodigal son years. I was, you know, that old lyric, you know, looking for love in all the wrong places. That was kind of where, kind of where I was at, you know. We're all looking for happiness. 
and I, I was looking at all the, all the wrong places and coming up empty. And uh, I, I think in my, uh, in my lostness, if you will, I think I finally opened my heart to the Lord and asked for something that I wasn't finding. And uh, something happened when I did that, and it was, it was an awakening. It's the only way I can kind of describe it. It's just kind of like coming, coming, becoming awake. And uh, so he really, really kind of, kind of nailed me right, right, right in the center. And uh, just changed everything for me in terms of my whole, my whole faith journey. And I, I started praying daily. I started reading scriptures, you know, some spiritual reading. I even started going to, a, to daily mass occasionally. And uh, so there was, a lot, there was a lot going on there. And uh, it was about a year after that, as I continued to grow, that I was at, I was at mass. That's when I first felt the call of the priesthood. And there was something in the mix there of that liturgy. There, there's a Father John Stringini who was the priest at the time and I really looked up to. And, uh, but there's something in that, that whole mix of the, the Eucharist and, you know, and his proclamation of the God. You know, it's, the Lord kind of, it's not that I heard any voices or anything like that, but I just kind of felt that, that tug. And uh, it was hard to even articulate what was going on there. And I kind of pushed it away and you know, tried to avoid it, but it, it continued to be there. And um, you know, finally I thought, yeah, I gotta talk with someone. I was just keeping it to myself. And so I actually went uh, down to St. Patrick Parish. I didn't call for an appointment. I just went to the rectory door, rang the doorbell, and uh, you know, Father John answered. And I said, I, I think I need to talk with you about something. And so we, we did, we visited. And he put me in touch with Father Bob Sherry, who was the vocation director at the time. And, it was just one step after another and just slowly kind of exploring this. But you know, the shoe kept fitting along, along, along the way. And uh, then I ended up going down to NIU and DeKalb where they had a house of discernment. And so while I was finishing up my degree, I was at this house of discernment kind of exploring this call I, I, I was feeling. And uh, while being very involved at the Newman Center. And again, the shoe kept fitting. And so I ended up going to a Mundelein Seminary. And I was there for four years continued to discern and then was ordained in 1989. And I'll have to say that, you know, it's, again, I, I never heard any voices with this call, but it was very real. And I'll have to say, I've had some bad days as a priest and some rough stretches as we all do, whatever our vocation is. But I, I've never once really questioned whether this is what God called me to be about. And uh, that, this, that yes has been very fulfilling serving a, a, as a priest wherever the parishes I've been at. And it's very life-giving. And one of the key, uh, just being able to know you can have an impact on people's lives and their faith and help them to grow. And that, that's, been, that's, been a, that's been a bit of true blessing. You know, these last 60 years as Catholics, we are, uh, it, it's been tumultuous times since the Second Vatican Council. I mean, it's been tumultuous for 2,000 years, you get down to it. You know, because it's, uh, it's, it's a challenging world we, we, we live in. But uh, even though these have been tumultuous times, I have never really questioned where they talk about the priests struggling with their identity, what it means to be a priest. I've never really had any questions about what a priest is meant to be about. And it's very much centered in the proclamation of the word of God, the celebration of the sacraments and worship, and about pastoral leadership for parish communities. That's for a diocesan priest. And also service, as we heard in this gospel today, the rich man of Lazarus, uh, that's a very profound, challenging gospel we heard today. And really, a, a priest is meant to have a heart for the poor 
and to really cultivate that in the life of the parents. I just want to just very briefly just touch on each of those. You know, proclamation of the word, all, all of you are out there on the front lines. And you know what a challenge it is to live the faith out in, in the world. And when you come here to Mass in the proclamation of the gospel, I always think to bring some hope, some inspiration, some encouragement, and some challenge to living out the gospel because it brings life with Jesus, his words, what he taught. And uh, when we come here to be able to encourage all of you in the, in the gospel and living it out, that's very, and let me tell you, if someone gives a lot of homilies, you know, I know I don't bat a thousand, you know, because sometimes it's, oh boy, that didn't work really good. But, but, the, but I, I do my best and you leave it up to the Holy Spirit. And the, the word of God, we know, is very important. And to be able to strengthen all of you in your faith, that gives me great, uh, really great satisfaction to be that instrument. You know, priest is also meant to be about the sacraments and the worship life of the church. And right at the heart of a priest's faith and journey is the Eucharist. What we do today is we gather, gather for Mass. And to be able to celebrate the sacraments. And I have to say with the, uh, with, 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 with the Eucharist, one of the things I really love doing is distributing Holy Communion. And uh, I find that to be such an intimate, wonderful experience. The Lord right at the center there. And when you come up for communion, I see the look of faith on people's faces given kids blessings. And for me, that is a really a beautiful experience and of, of the Lord's closeness. And to be that instrument where we can celebrate the Eucharist, we receive the Eucharist. And the sacraments are all about the Lord touching our lives. Just yesterday, I had a, celebrated a wedding. I was able to give some of the sacrament of the anointing of the sick, heard confessions. You know, the Lord works through the sacraments. And to be that instrument, to be another Christ for people, it's a, it's a beautiful experience. And then there's the leadership in a parish community. You know, Pope Francis had a beautiful image for what a priest, a pastor should be like in connection with his people. He used a very earthy image. You know, that the, uh, the, the, a pastor, like a shepherd, should have the odor of the flock upon him. And what, what, what's, what's the Pope mean? It's a very earthy image, but it really speaks of a closeness between a pastor and a priest and, and, and his people. And uh, you know, a priest could be distant, aloof, disconnected, absence. That's, that's, that's kind of like malpractice, you know, because you know, a priest should be close to the people. And no one can do it all, you can't be everywhere. But I, I think the people should know the Christ-like presence of a, of a pastor. Why? To kind of lift up their gifts so that they can use those for the good of all. It's just not about the priest doing all the ministry or anything like that, but it really is all of us together. But I think a, the pastor or priest has a special role in cultivating that and lifting up those, those gifts that exist in the, in the community. And that closeness is very, very important. One of the things I really love, it's a, it's a simple thing, but being around before and after Mass, I find that very life-giving and enjoyable, just being with the people. And that's where I get to know you, you get to know me a little bit more and we, we, we kind of do it together. And then just lastly, in connection with this gospel, what's the sin of the rich man in this gospel with Lazarus? It's not that he was a bad guy, but he just doesn't see, he doesn't notice, and he doesn't respond to, this, to Lazarus, who's in dire need. And I think a priest as a leader of the parish should have a heart for the poor, for those who are brokenhearted, 
the wounded, and really to cultivate that kind of sensitivity and spirituality in the life of the parish. Because a healthy parish is one that isn't turned inward in self-absorption, but has that outward glance and service in a, in a Christ-like presence. So my brothers and sisters, I would just ask for your prayers. If you could uh, remember to pray for your priests, and we pray for all of you every day. We make that commitment and promise when, we, when we're our ordained priests. We do that every day. And uh, please pray for us, because we, uh, we need to be about this together. And for any of the young people here today, you know, most of you are probably going to have a call, a vocation to, to married life. But some of you, God may call you to, to become a priest, maybe a missionary, maybe religious, maybe a religious sister. And don't discount that. I, I would just encourage you just to keep that humble openness to God and his grace. Lord, show me the way. What do you want me to do with my life? How can I serve? How can I use the gifts you have given me for your glory and for the good of the church, for, for the good of others? So for our young people today, make, 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 that, uh, make that a prayer part of your prayer. Lord, show me the way. How do you want me to use the gifts you have given me for your glory, for the good of the church? And the Lord will show you the way. So my brothers and sisters, we gather today. And uh, when it comes to church, we do it together. And it's a blessing for me to be your pastor, to serve you. And uh, let's uh, pray for each other so that we can all grow in holiness and be about the work of the Lord.